Welcome to the Hustle Faithfully podcast, where determination meets devotion. Follow us across all major streaming platforms at bit.ly forward slash podcast hyphen links. Today, we have the great honor of having a dear friend of mine, Miss Lisa Manzo, on with us today. She's going to share some incredible, incredible journeys of her life. You currently see a before photo of her. And now here is the new and improved, the beautiful Miss Lisa Manzo. You know, Lisa is a best-selling author, a speaker, a mindset coach. Lisa has extensive experience working with clients and a lifetime of experience working on herself. Lisa has risen from depression and addiction to live life on her terms. People looking to transform their lives hire Lisa to help them overcome limiting beliefs and gain life-changing confidence to live the life of their dreams. You see a QR code in the upper corner. That will take you now to www.bookwithlisanow.com so you can get to know a little bit more about Lisa. Just wait for this interview and hear what she has to say. And I know you will be rushing over to bookwithlisanow.com. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. What a great introduction. Thank you so much. I'm such an honor to be here with you too. It's an honor to have you here. It's an honor. So this series is about from burnout to breakthrough. So we're having incredible people like yourself come on with us to tell us about times when you were going through a perceived burnout period in your life or a perceived burnout period in your business and what you did to fight and overcome that to be living in the success that you are living in now. So thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to tell my story because um, it, I, it's, I've been told it's pretty interesting. Um, It's my story. So sometimes I don't think it's interesting. And so about five years ago, I decided um, I wanted to change my life. And on that day I took that picture. I had my friend at work, um, it was my last day of work at that job. I said, hey, take my picture. I said, because my life is going to change. I had no idea how. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I had enough. I didn't like where I was. And I'll give you a little bit of background information. So that was like in 2018. And my dad died in 2015. And so he died in 2015. The couple of years before that were a little bit rough. Um, he had dementia. It was getting worse. And then my I started drinking more and more. And I always drank a lot, even when I was younger. But when I was younger, it wasn't every day. And then I got to say, after I got divorced, I started to drink more and more. And then when my father was dying, because he died slowly over two years, like there was just so many things wrong with him. And the year that he died, my son also joined the Marine Corps which it was an honor to have him serve the military. But then it's also the worry of a mom who doesn't really want her child to go to the military. And so with all of that, my, my drinking had gotten significantly worse where um, I, was, I was drinking alone and I knew I had to change. I, I knew it. 
and I just didn't know how. So two months after taking that picture, I actually stopped drinking alcohol. And on the day, a couple of days before I took that picture, I was at a networking event with entrepreneurs and they had this ultimate entrepreneur camp, which was basically a fitness. It was like a 60 day fitness camp where, where, you know, you started to do something different. And I'd been a couch potato the whole time. So I said, oh, let me sign up for that. I didn't even ask about it. I just paid my three grand because I knew if I paid $3,000 for this camp, I would do it. And in two months time, I went to the, I went to the event and this couch potato, they had, they had four levels. They had um, gold, silver, bronze, and beginner. So I started at the beginner and I finished at the silver level, which was quite an accomplishment in two months from, from the time I took that picture. Right. Mm -hmm. And that there started the change. And, and when I got home from that event, that was when I, I put the bottle down. I put the bottle down after that event because I saw what I could do when I put my mind to it mm -hmm. and I could put my mind to not drinking. So I did that. I, I did not drink for a whole year. And on my year anniversary, I remember waking up that day and I remember I was so angry. I was so completely angry because I didn't drink for a whole entire year. And I thought, wow, tomorrow's going to be a super great day. And I'm going to feel so good because I haven't drank in a whole year. And I got up that morning and I was so angry. And I was like, look, you know, it still comes up, right? The emotion from it. And I went, and that day I went to um, AA for the, oops, I'm not supposed to say that out loud. I went to a 12-step program. <laughs> And um, I joined a 12-step program and I surrendered, as they say. I surrendered to the journey. I surrendered to the fact that I had to work on myself and what was up here in my brain. Because while I didn't drink for that whole year, I really didn't do any self-development. I didn't do any healing mentally and emotionally. And going joining the 12-step program really allowed me and getting the exact right sponsor really helped me. And I, I learned a lot because I had, I had three sponsors before I found the one that was right for me. And then af after feeling through the, through my journey of getting, going through the steps after I was done, I'm like, okay, now what? Because while that was very helpful, it didn't explain to me why I had the feelings that I had. Cause some of the feelings didn't make sense. Like I was, I was feeling never good enough and, and I didn't understand why I was feeling like, um, it wasn't possible for me to have money. And yeah, I just didn't understand. And in that, in that period of time, I'd gotten to another um, networking event where I met, where I'd met, um, another mentor of mine, and through him, I was able to find somebody to help me understand how my mind works and why I had the feelings I had. And, and when you understand how the mind works, then you can change your feelings and you can change what's going on in your head. So that person was able to help me heal. And now I help I do that for other people, what was done for me. Love it. Love it. So you're talking about kind of being in the control room of your mind when there's a lot of seemingly wires that are, are 
not coherent and they don't go together. And you just learn that you can take this wire and take it out and, and untangle it and put it back where it goes. And it's a control room of your mind, essentially, is what you're saying, huh? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely controlling your mind. And what happens is in your mind, you have these neural pathways that are connections. So the, the neural pathway that that I had for um, drinking was I'd get home from work and go get a drink, right? That thought, that pathway is gone because there's only so much real estate in your brain. And when you don't use those pathways, they disappear. So when, when in the past, the first thing I always did was like, as soon as I had a struggle, oh, go get a drink, you'll feel better. And now if some struggle comes up or some challenge comes up in my life, the thought of drinking doesn't even enter my brain, which I'm so totally grateful for because I did the work. I, I reprogrammed it, my brain. And how has that changed your life? What kind of lasting benefits and lasting results have you seen from putting down the bottle? So, you know, I was always going to be happy when this happened and happy when that happened and, and happy when I got this. So happy when I got that. And people were always talking about enjoying the journey. And I never understood what that meant. But for me, what that is, is I can be happy right where I am at right now while I'm striving to get someplace else. I can be happy with me, with the friends that I have and the environment I've created because it's a good, loving environment. And I'm very careful about my friend choices now, which before I used to just let anybody in my life. And I was like that, that I'm picky now. I'm picky about my friendships. Very good. Very good. Now, what is a qualification to be a friend of Lisa Manzo? What are those things that you look for and you say, no, you don't cut the, you don't cut it versus yes, you're welcome into my wall. Um, kindness. You have to be kind. And, and also you have to be kind and able to tell me when um, you think that um, I'm out of line or I'm out of alignment with something that's going on. Somebody is able to um, love me and then explain to me, well, well, maybe this isn't quite right for you because that's what friends do, right? Love you enough to tell you when you're doing good and love you enough to tell you when you're off track. Right. And that's what I love about you, Jonathan. Well, thank you. You're really good at that. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes, but don't don't blow him up too much. <laughs> He's already got a big head as it is. But, uh, Lisa, I want to ask you a, a question. Um, what are some of the things you did when you got home to replace that habit that you had of uh, reaching for a drink when you walked in the door? Like, what was the what was the replace? Because something had to replace that. That's right. You know, when you walked in the door, drinking became a helpmate. So, what did you do to replace it? Oh, great question. That is a great question. Um, so uh, one of the things I did was I did some, uh, I was doing um, some work about, um, in the 12-step program, they, they, they talk to you about your side of the street because no one's 100% right and no one's 100% wrong. Whatever percentage it is, there's, you're always some portion of it right and you're always some portion wrong. So I took the time to look at my relationships and say, okay, where, where, 
where could I have improved? I don't want to use the word wrong because I wasn't wrong. It was how I was feeling and this is what was going on. So what, what could I have, what could I have improved or what can I improve moving forward so that I can change, I can change the outcome, mm -hmm. whether it be not reacting to a comment somebody made that in the past would have upset me and, and asking the question, I'm not really sure why you're saying that. Can you explain that? It's a whole different feel than, oh, I don't like what you just said to me. Right. 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 And asking questions instead of um, just assuming that I knew what that other person meant. Mm -hmm. Right. The quality of your life determines the quality of, or the quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. So those questions are very important. Yes. Without a doubt. Hey, are your family relationships causing you or someone you know distress? Lisa Manzo is here to untangle those knots. Don't wait. Book a call at bookwithlisanow.com or simply DM family for an exclusive limited time offer. For only $47, you can have an introductory session. This offer won't last long. It ends November the 30th, 2023. Take action now and visit bookwithlisanow.com. So tell us about this experience and this history with you of, of uh, untangling those family knots. So, you know, I took a look at, at my relationship with my parents, right? And then I took a look at my relationship with my children and I'm like, okay, what am I taking from my parents and putting on my children that I don't want to do, right? And I can give a really great example. And when parents help too much, right? It makes children feel like their parents don't think they're capable. Okay. And that's, that's how my mother always wanted to help. She's a helper. That's, that's her personality. And it's wonderful. Yet when you're growing up, it makes you feel it used to make me feel, now I just know it's her personality until I had the personal growth, but it used to make me feel that she didn't believe in me and that I couldn't, she thought I couldn't do it. So she wanted to do it for me, right? Mm -hmm. So with, with my, my daughter recently got married and I looked at that and I'm like, okay, so here's my role in this. My role in this is tell me what you need and I'll do it instead of doing, just doing for her because that's not my role. Cause I know she's got this. I know it's going to be a fabulous event. She doesn't need me. If she wants me to help, yes, I'll there. I'll do whatever she needs. And I'm not going to be putting my two cents in because she's got this and I know she's got it. Mm -hmm. And that was, gotta, a great, that was my latest learning experience because I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I want, I, I want her to feel empowered. Right. Right. So that's how I did it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, as parents, this is my belief. As parents, we're here to not make sure that our children don't fall. Right. In fact, sometimes as hard as it is, we got to step back and watch them fall, watch them fail. Yet be there to pick them up, be there to help raise them back up to the level that they need to be. But, you know, whether it's our kids or anybody else in life and business, you learn by your failures perceived failures because as we all know it's not a fail unless you just quit unless you give up you got to keep pushing through so all, that's amazing experience it is it is all about experience 
So tell us about another burnout to breakthrough situation that you've had, whether it be in life or in your business. So I want to tell you a story of, of when I was a child because it's carried me through my life. When my my dad one day decided, or I must have bugged him till till he decided to teach me to ride a bike. And anybody who knows me, I used to be really clumsy and I used to fall down a lot. And we lived in Queens and, and there wasn't that many cars back then. So he was teaching me to ride my bike in the street and he kept pushing me off. And I know I started counting how many times I fell. And I remember I fell at least 15 times and I wanted to quit. And I'm so grateful that he didn't let me quit no matter how many, I can't imagine how painful that was for him to watch me fall mm -hmm. all those times and just kept pushing me and he didn't let me quit. And he just kept pushing me and pushing me. And then, you know, that day I learned to ride a bike. And on that day, I also learned that I can get back up every day and keep going because something will change. And well, you know, it, that's much like learning to walk. As a child, we fall down. As a toddler, we fall down. We bust our butt. We hurt our knee. We whatever when we fall. Yet we don't say, you know what? That's not for me. I'm done. I'm just never going to walk. We keep doing it and we keep doing it until we learn how to walk. We never quit. Whether we have our parents there pushing us or not, we never quit. And almost everybody walks. So my question to you with that, Lisa, is where does that dream get lost oftentimes of you grow into the thing of not you. I'm just saying hypothetically, you grow into the situation of, well, I tried and it didn't work. So I'm going to just quit instead of saying, you know what? I failed, but I'm going to get up. I'm going to learn how to walk. Where does it get lost at that? We say, you know what? I tried that dream. I tried to do this. I tried to do that. And it's not working. So I'm just going to quit. You know, I've given it everything. I'm going to quit. So I, I think that um, I, I'm not really sure where it gets lost. Some of it is um, from from childhood and, and just people telling you, oh, be realistic. I don't want to be realistic. I want to be what I want to be. Realistic right. is is like that's a limiting word mm -hmm. right i don't want to be realistic i want to go get out there and where it gets lost is people just get so so tied up in the fact that it didn't happen instantly because we have this instant gratification world right now and i find myself when my phone doesn't do something i want fast enough i'm like come on and it's only been like two seconds right <laughs> <laughs> And it's instant gratification. And <clears throat> I think it gets lost in that. And we think that it should happen instantly. And, you know, the really great things worth having are worth wording, working for. And they may not come easy. Yet for some people, they come very easy. And for others, you have to work at it. Mm -hmm. And I just keep going on my dream because, and because I know I'm going to get there. And in the same breath, sometimes I take a turn because as I learn things, okay, well, maybe that's not the exact direction I want to go in. Maybe I need to just shift a little bit because this is the really the right way for me. But I'm started and I'm on my way and I'm in my direction and getting to my dream. So maybe it took a turn. 
Right. And maybe maybe my my dream is over here now, as opposed to straight ahead. But it's still mm -hmm. my dream, and I'm still gonna find it, and I'm still gonna get there. Yep, no doubt. How important has it been for you, Lisa, to learn how to uh, pivot in these moments where things may not look the way that you thought they would? Um, things may not go the way you thought they would go. Uh, people may not be there that you thought would be there. Opportunities may not be there that you thought would be there. What do you do in those moments or what have you done in those moments to be able to pivot and keep moving forward? Okay, so I wrote in a story once that I plan and God laughs. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And it is, it's just so true. Like, I'll make yeah. all these plans and I, I write them out and I'm like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to happen this way, this way, and this way. And then when I get done, I'm like, okay, that didn't happen anyway, like I planned. So I right. plan and God laughs. And, it, and I understand that it's very rarely gonna come the way that I foresee it. It's gonna right. come from a totally different direction and I'm open to it. So mm -hmm. I plan, God laughs, and I just see the humor in it because there's nothing else. You have to, I like to look at the bright side and I just find it funny that I make all these plans and they really happen the way I plan. Yeah, yeah. I love how you were talking about how things change. You know, Truett Cathy, he started a little company called Chick-fil-A and he was talking with someone one time and he said that, you know, if he's trying to get to the end of the street, so many people will will plan, OK, well, I'll get out, I'll walk, I'll do this, I'll do that, you know, to get to the end of the street. He said, I look for the shortcuts. I look for things that can change. You know, I might walk out and see if a kid has left their skateboard on the sidewalk that I could skateboard up there or somebody left a bicycle out that I could borrow the bicycle to get up there. Or there is a car driving by that's going to the top of the street and maybe I could get a ride with them. He said, you know, don't get so focused on all the intricate details of things. Just know where you're going. Have a plan yet. Don't over plan because those plans can change that will greatly shorten the distance, the time, the effort that it takes to get to your end goal. So always be open to the pivot like Ricardo was just talking about. Always be open to allowing things to change and not just saying this is the way that it is and this is the only way that it will be. Always be willing to change, pivot, and shorten the curve, shorten the learning curve. Whether that's the people that you are involved with, whether that's your learning methods, whether that's the type of work you're doing, always be willing to look for the shortcut. Now, that's not saying shortcut as in cutting off what you're giving to your client, to your customer. It's just getting more out of less, you know? I do. I do. I, and one of the ways that I like to do that is um, because I'm not the expert in all the fields. So when I'm, when I want to feel better and eat better, I go and talk to the nutritionist, right. To, to help me along the way, because they have all that knowledge and that cuts off so much time for me. Yeah. Right? If I want to, if I want to go to the gym and change my body, I need a fitness trainer. If I need, if, if I need to change my thinking, I need a coach. I need a coach who helps with, with what's up here in my brain. 
And that's the way that you can make it shorter. There are other ways, like physically, like you were talking about, like get in a car and ride or get on the skateboard or borrow a bike or something like that. Yeah. And there are ways you can do it. And my my greatest thing is find I like to find somebody who's done what I want to do and then follow their lead because they've already done it and it'll eliminate so many mistakes. So many. That's right. That's right. Condensed decades into days. Yeah. You know, when, when the person who helped me heal and which I now do for others, I was in therapy for 20 years and it didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. What, what this person did for me in six months far outweighed what I did in therapy over 20 years. But it didn't really help. I mean, you went, you talked, but, but there was no reprogramming of the unconscious mind and, and changing belief systems just by right. talking. You have to do other things to change your belief systems. And I knew they were wrong because I knew the results I was getting. And I knew that if I wanted different results, I had to change what I, what I was believing and, and thinking. Cause yeah. that's, that's where the change comes from the way you think and what you believe. That's right. And if you're looking for change and your family relationships are causing someone, you know, distress, Lisa Manzo is here to untangle those knots and help you through that change. Don't wait. Book a call now at bookwithlisanow.com or simply DM family for an exclusive limited time offer. For only $47, you can have an introductory session. This offer won't last long. It ends November the 30th, 2023. Take action now and visit bookwithlisanow.com. And for our viewers, you can scan the QR code that's in the upper corner now to get connected with Lisa Manso. So Lisa, in closing, give us one more story of exactly what you're going to do for everybody that's going to reach out to you and book with you at bookwithlisanow.com. So I, I'm going to have a conversation with them and we're going to see something that they're struggling with. Maybe it's a limiting belief of unworthy or not good enough. And I'm going to go back with them in their mind and help them heal that inner child. Because when we go back and we heal the three-year-olds who first got that thought of they were unworthy or not good enough, we heal everybody that all the ages that come after the three-year-old. And we'll find out one thing that's really holding you back. And we'll do the session on that and move you forward. We'll have a nice conversation and uh, figure it out together. And for those listening that are thinking of life challenges, I do one-on-one coaching with people as well. And this is not to push me, go to Lisa, go to bookwithlisanow.com. However, the, the reason that I bring that up is simply because there have been so many people that I have worked with and dealt with that they come and they say, well, this is the issue. This is the challenge. And when we dive into it, almost every time it goes back to something in childhood. And they've covered it up. They put it under the rug. So therefore, it is not real. It does not exist until you start peeling back those layers and you realize, oh, my God, this is actually what is causing these responses, reactions, feelings, thoughts as an adult. So this with Lisa is going to be incredible for you. I encourage you to go over there quickly and book with Lisa now.com so that you can get the much needed help. Lisa, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate you. And how can we serve you? How can we 
encourage you and help you. You you do it all the time. You're in my corner. I can reach out to you for help. But I I really I love the my, my family here, and I you know what I really love I really love the thought provoking change family because when I have a challenge, I reach out to one of my fellow members, and we all work together. And we help each other out. And it's just a, such a beautiful place to be in that in uh, thought-provoking change. So thank you for letting me be a member of your group, Jonathan. Wow. Well, thank you, Lisa. That's awesome. Thank you. Everybody, reach out to us and follow us at bit.ly forward slash podcast hyphen links. Until Thursday, everybody remain blessed and unstoppable. Have a great week.